1: You bet it is. It's uh, eight minutes after seven o'clock and welcome to its schools here along with Lior Firu, co-founding partner, mark Tamarkin LLP, the most positively reviewed employment law firm in this uh, lovely country of ours. Well, it is a whole new day on this uh, Wednesday. Did you, did you go to the gym? Did you drop into a restaurant maybe or decide to sit down? And, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I need the ID. Maybe it's the workplace that's giving you a hassle. Maybe it's the whole vaccine thing. Maybe you're not sure how to navigate all this. Again, taking calls, which we have been for the last several weeks. So don't be bashful if you have questions about your workplace and vaccines and all that stuff. We can uh, machete our way through that topic. 416-870-6400. Or good old-fashioned employment law questions. Severance, being laid off, uh, constructive dismissal, terminations, change of shift, all that stuff. Going back to work. Things have changed. Maybe you're not allowed to work from home anymore. Maybe you are don't know bring it on here you have the questions and leora's got the answers 416-870-6400 lines are open help at employmentlawyer.ca that's the email address want to remind you as well that tonight uh, when we have time in between the phone calls a lot of questions you get over the phone leora the conversation starts with hey leora love the show love the tv show oh by the way can my employer do this and that's how the question starts so we're going to go through a uh, Reasonably concise list that you put together over the last few days. Want to talk about those uh, those talking points as well. But we always start with the week that was.
2: Pal, how are you? Hey, John. I am, uh, you know, doing well. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. A bit tired. It's been uh, a whirlwind yet again this week so far. Only Wednesday, but uh, very busy. A lot of calls. A lot of emails. Been answering a lot of questions uh, about workplace rights. About you know people being let go. Uh, about yeah vaccine mandates and whether employers can do that and how employees can respond to vaccine mandates so it's been keeping me very busy but i feel an obligation to inform and educate as many people as possible so if you have a question it's never a bad question it's always a question deserving an answer so take advantage of the fact that i'm here now to to make sure that you have the information you need so that you know your rights if you're if everything is going great at work and there's no problem you don't need to call but if it's not that way you need to call. If there's an issue, an ultimatum, a problem, a workplace issue that you are dealing with, don't be bashful. You'll feel better after you call because you'll have information that you can't really find elsewhere. So uh, don't hesitate. And of course, tell others, hey, pick up the phone and say, hey, uh, brother, uh, you want to call this show because I know you've had this workplace issue. Now's the time to do it. We'll also give you my contact information today throughout the show so that like so many hundreds and hundreds of people a week, you can reach out to me so we can have a private chat and, and I can answer your questions. But week there was as promised. Let's talk about a couple situations that came across my desk and both of them, John, not surprising, uh, have to do with this issue of vaccination and mandatory vaccines. So uh, I- I've said before on the show, that uh, for an employer to impose mandatory vaccine, if there's no government mandate, is problematic, potentially right. illegal. And certainly if an employer loses their job, an employee loses their job because of it, that's a wrongful dismissal, severance has to be paid. Yeah. But I've gotten a few situations, uh, free calls that are a bit different, and particularly one th- today, this person said that as part of his job, he has to fly often. He, ha- he flies all the time, all over the place uh, for his work. Now, his employer does not have a vaccine policy, no problem, but the airline won't let him on if he's not vaccinated. And he's not vaccinated. So his employer is saying, well, wait a second, I need you to to be vaccinated because I need you to fly and the airline won't let you on. So this employee wanted to know what is his rights, given the fact that he can't get on a plane that he needs to do in order to do his job. So here's the thing. Because it's not the employer, it's not his employer imposing this policy the employer Mm -hmm. says we don't really care either way but because of someone else in this case the airline imposing a rule the employer now is left in a situation where there's they just have an employee that can't work that actually allows his employer to end the relationship with him let him go essentially without compensation without severance because this employee can't do his job it's not his fault but it's also not the employer's fault So it's a third party intervening. So this person now has to ultimately make a choice. Does he get the vaccine, continue working, or does he not lose his job without compensation? So whenever you're in a situation where it's not your employer that's saying you have to be vaccinated, it's a third party, and that third party now is impacting your job, preventing you from doing your job if you're not vaccinated. That means that you could lose your job. We call that a frustration of contract and you would be able to lose your job without compensation. So this is uh, what I told this gentleman today. I've said that to a number of people already. So you have to understand with a third party, uh, you may well lose that job.
1: You know, I think in all the years that we've been doing this show, that's the first example of that nature I've heard where it's, you know, outside forces have forced the hand of either the employee or the employer to to be let like, go with no severance. I don't, don't think you've ever heard uh, you talk about that before. It's weird.
2: Well, I had a situation a couple of years ago. It was a, a bit different, but ultimately similar. Uh, oh. The employee in this case uh, worked for a company, but he worked for at the client's premises in, in that situation. And he upset someone at that client's premises. And that client said, you know what? This guy is not allowed on our premises anymore. He can't come in. His employer said, well, I don't have another job for you. but and And I can't have you do this job because they won't let you in. So again, it's a frustration of contract situation. That employee could be let go without any severance. So whenever your job is impacted by a third party, an outside force, as you've said, that could mean end of employment but no compensation.
1: 416-870-6400, the number you want to use to call in tonight. Bring them on. We're ready for you. Again, as Lior said, the questions you ask, chances are you're not the only one wondering, right? You're going to be answering and asking a question that's going to help hundreds if not thousands of other people listening, so you're doing everybody a good turn. 416 870 6400 help at employmentlawyer.ca. What else uh, what else you got going on?
2: So the, the next matter I'll tell you about, it's not even a specific matter. It's, it's kind of a, a common question scenario that I've seen probably hundreds of times now over the past month or so. And that is employers telling employees that if you don't get vaccinated, you're going to be let go for cause, i.e. without severance, without compensation. Okay. And I've gotten, of course, some very panicked calls, emails from people asking me, well, is that in itself legal? Can I be let go? I understand I can be let go. I can't stop my employer from letting me go. I get that. But does that mean if the employer decided that they want me vaccinated, that they can let me go without severance? The answer is no. Your employer is going to have to pay you severance. If they've implemented a vaccine policy, if you've then comply with it, and as a result, they let you go, That is something that entitles you to severance, your full severance, and which could be up to two years' pay. There may even be other damages owed, potentially human rights damages, but certainly severance has to be paid. The same thing, by the way, John, happens if your employer says, no, no, we're not going to let you go. We're just going to put you on an unpaid uh, leave of absence for uh, for a while uh, until something changes. An employer doesn't have a right to do that. That's a constructive dismissal, also entitling you to severance. So I have no idea why so many employers are saying no, no. That's something we can uh, that gives us the right to let you go for cause. Not possible. That'll be a wrongful dismissal. If an employer tries to do that, you're going to be out your full severance up to two years' pay.
1: Is this something that an employer could have put in way back at the outset in an
2: employment contract? Theoretically, yes, uh, uh, that we have a right to impose vaccines. I have never seen an employer do this. Yeah. Uh, and in, you, you, why would someone think about that unless you were hired you know, very recently during the pandemic? Even that may be potentially problematic because it be, could be a human rights violation, but maybe. But if, if you don't have anything in your contract that says that, and I assure you, you don't, yeah. if you are let go, you're going to have to get severance. Let's
1: grab a call before our first break. That would be George. Good evening, George. How are you? Good, yourself? Good, sir. What's on your mind?
3: Uh, well, so I'm an electrician. I've been uh, helping residential customers uh, through the whole pandemic. Done a pretty good job uh, wearing our PPE. Company's done a great job providing us with PPE, but uh, down the pipeline from what I hear
2: there's rumors that vaccines are going to be mandatory, I just want to know what actions I could take to kind of help myself maybe not go that route. So first question, George, are you part of a union? So if you're part of a, uh, if you're part of a union, the only one that can tell you if you can avoid it, if you can't avoid it, what to do if you're imposed on, uh, if it's imposed on you and what happens if you lose your job is your union. They're the only ones that can advise you and the only ones that can represent you. So there's really yeah. nothing that I, I can tell you in this situation because it frankly doesn't matter what I say or what I think. It has to be what, whatever the union says. And I've had a lot of calls. I, I can't even count them from people saying oh, the union's crazy. not supporting me. Uh, in that situation, you actually don't have a lot of options because it has to be the union that does something for you. So, George, I'm going to point you in the direction of your union, uh, and you have to talk to them. Yeah, pretty much from what I hear, they're not supporting us, and they're kind of on board with the company because, you know, they like to work hand-in-hand in in a sense,
3: so ideally my hands are kind of tied. And then I just want to know if the company is, you know, pretty much forcing me down the path where I don't have any options. God forbid if there was an adverse reaction,
2: who's taking liability, right? That's, That's my concern is my family protected that's it right your employer w- wouldn't have liability because the the vaccine has been approved by the by the federal government you see, so yeah. you might you could potentially have a claim against the agency and the government that approved the vaccine if they were negligent maybe even potentially against the drug company but you you would not uh, have a claim against your employer if there's an adverse reaction to the vaccine
1: George, appreciate the call. And with that, we'll slide into a quick break, give you some time to grab a phone just like George. How about that? 416-870-6400, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And for more questions anytime, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, free anonymous website, all built for you. So check that out as well. We'll continue more employment law show coming up, Global News Radio.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. On Global News Radio.
1: And hey, welcome back It's uh, 721. John Scholes, and of course, co founding partners, Sam Firu, to and LLP, the most positively reviewed employment law firm in the land. You want to reach out, get the compensation you deserve, the knowledge you need. Lior and his team are standing by at all times to do exactly that. That number to uh, contact Lior and his team at the firm, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 821 5900 But here and now, of course, your phone calls. As we say every week, we have 416-870-6400. Always our priority is to get you guys on and, uh, and talking and give you some satisfaction. Uh, Dave, thanks for hanging on. Good evening.
4: Uh, good evening. Thank you for taking my call.
1: Sure.
3: Uh,
4: just a question. I'm an employer uh, with a small business in the Toronto area, and I have an employee who's 62 years old, been with the company for five years, um, and it just is not working out. It just seems like this particular employee is getting progressively worse and worse and making mistakes to the point that it's actually detrimental to the success of the business, and so... I feel like I have no other choice but to terminate this employee, and I know um, it's going to cost me severance. What what could I expect to pay for? This?
2: So you're probably looking at around six months' pay, but that is if you treat uh, if you terminate him on a without cause basis. There's another option here. And that is to build a, build a case. In other words, if he's doing something that's that's wrong, if he's not behaving properly, he's not doing a good job. Start documenting that, and you do that by giving him warnings. So you know, uh, hey, Joe, today this is what happened. That's not acceptable. I expect you to do better. Then you you give a second warning, and after the third warning, you're in, you're in a situation potentially to terminate for cause without having to pay anything. So. What may happen with these warnings is he may shape up and solve your problem that way, or it's going to continue and you may be able to terminate without compensation. So if you don't want to do that, if you want him gone tomorrow, it could cost you easily six months' pay. Happy to connect with you and chat, uh, chat personally and privately to the, to assess it more accurately and to to put a plan in place as to how we can uh, make that move. But those are the options, Dave.
4: Yeah, because this employee over time, I've got probably a fairly good file on this particular person. And and the goal is never to terminate. The goal is actually to encourage hopefully to do better because, you know, we're not the type of company that would rather see them do better than to let them go. Especially someone of 62 years old, and I don't want to come back to haunt me. You know, I want to make best efforts, but the progress just doesn't seem to be there. It's, It's always... Excuse after excuse after excuse. So you know, maybe given the history that I have with this employee already and maybe a few more things that
2: maybe I can Right. Yeah. And yeah, you may already have documented enough to justify a termination for cause. So best advice, Dave, is connect with me off here. Let me see what you quote unquote have on him, and then I'll be able to tell you do you have cause or do you need more? Happy to chat with you.
1: Dave, appreciate the call. Gotta run along and I know you probably do as well. Here is that number to reach out. Don't hesitate, of course, one eight five five. Eight two one fifty is how you do that. Another Dave. Hi, Dave. Thanks for hanging on. How are you?
5: Hey, thanks for taking my sure. call.
1: Sure, you bet. Um,
5: I have had COVID and quickly recovered from it. And two doctors that I know have stated that I have what's called enduring immunity. Mm-hmm. In fact, my immunity is greater than that being um, touted by taking the vaccine. I, no, I neither uh, transmit nor am vulnerable to infection. Now, I have an employment situation where I'm being coerced. And my idea is that is it within my rights to ask the employer to sign a simple basic agreement that they would, they have an understanding of that, uh, m- of my, my uh, situation and that they will assume full liability for any adverse reaction.
2: No. Uh, Your employer is not going to sign that, and I've heard a lot of people come up with these ideas. Let's just have the employer sign a a liability form. Your employer is not going to sign it, not even going to look at it or read it. So that's not going to happen. The real issue is, is your employer going to ultimately be satisfied if you give them a doctor's note that says, uh, Dave's immune, he's had COVID, he's fine. They may say, okay, that's good enough for us. Or they may say, we don't care. We still want you to get the vaccine. The problem is, as I've been saying, is that if your employer says, no, that's not good enough. We want you to get the vaccine. And if you don't, we're going to let you go. They will let you go. If you don't get the vaccine, there's nothing you can do to stop that. You will be owed compensation for sure if that happens, but you can't stop that. Does my
5: uh, d- does my situation and my offer to mitigate and uh, in fairness ask for a mutual um, agreement of liability, does that in any way favor uh, potential outcome on my behalf? No,
2: it doesn't because you, you don't need it to favor outcome on your behalf. The law is already on your side. It's not gonna be any more or less on your side. I, I would not bother with that form. I do think it's a very good idea to get a doctor's note saying that you're, you're immune, you've had COVID and, and that the doctor feels that you're not posing any risk, that is helpful. But any form of liability, no, that that would not be necessary and would not help in any way. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Dave. Appreciate your call and your time. 416-870-6400 is the way to call through. Hello, Vic. Good evening.
6: Good evening. Thanks for taking my call.
1: Sure, mate. What's up?
6: Under the Occupational and Safety Act, if the employer is mandating vaccine, because of their requirement for the protection of workers, how does that fit in with a re- that requirement for mandating the vaccine?
2: Sir, I'm not sure I understand the question. So
6: the Occupational Health and Safety Act yes. requires employers to take all reasonable precautions for the safety of their workers. One Correct. may be taking a vaccine because they're interacting with other people, etc. right, food service and other, other sectors. How does that fit in with the mandate if they can mandate the vaccines? What what um, what can employees so, uh, say at that point?
2: So employers do have an obligation to take measures to ensure the safety of their workplace. But if you think about that, an employer can always do more. So even if there's no uh, even if there's no pandemic, an employer can say, well, we want to prevent prevent against the flu, so you have to wear PPE at all times. Or, you you know, I I know that you're working in an office, but it's even safer if you wear a helmet, because who knows, maybe you can slip and fall. So my point is, there's always something more that the employer can do. That's why we have to go and look at what the government says. If the government says to keep the workplace safe, you have to have vaccines, that the employer has no choice but to do that. If the government is saying, no, no, your workplace is considered safe as long as you have masking and social distancing, for the employer to say, no, no, we decide we have to do more. That's yeah. still overstepping. That's overreaching. So I don't, I, I think that what an employee can do is go back to what the government says. In this workplace employer, the only requirement that the government has imposed is that we wear masks, we keep our distance, and that's it. So that should be sufficient. The employer may not agree. And if they decide to fire someone, there's going to be legal consequences, but that's, that's the analysis there, uh, Vic. Okay, thank you. Appreciate that.
1: Thanks, Vic. Appreciate that. Moving on, so many calls to get through. So uh, if you're on the line holding on, hold on. We'll uh, we'll get to you. 416-870-6400. Uh, AC, hello. How are you?
4: Hi. Hi, how are you? Good night.
1: Good. What's going on?
4: Thanks for taking my call.
1: Absolutely. Uh, thank I, you.
4: I work in a company for over 30 years, okay? And uh, I don't have the vaccine yet, but the company is posing to put a mandatory test every day and i heard they want to do two tests is that legal every day
2: so uh ac i, I think you're part of a union is that correct yes i am so, so the only one that can tell you an answer whether that's legal for your workplace is your union because if, if they say it's legal then they won't do anything about it so that's really the answer It's not really what the law says really it's what your union says that's why you have to talk to your union. If your union says it's fine, you unfortunately don't have many options. That's what happens when someone is part of a union. The union is the only one allowed to do something about it. Okay, AC? So so speak to your union.
1: Appreciate the call, AC, and your time. Got to uh, roll on down the line. Adam, you're up next. Thanks for hanging on.
2: Hey,
6: John. Hey, uh, Lior. I uh, just had a quick question. I did tell your call screener I am part of a union. And long story short, I stepped up. To be a in a bit of a supervisor role for the winter months, and had a signed contract, and a few weeks later, with a bunch of stuff that sort of happened, uh, my signed contract was rescinded. Um, just sort of curious. I know because I am part of a union uh, what what my what I can do, and I'm just sort of curious to find out if a signed contract can actually be taken away
2: so just so i understand adam so you you took on a supervisory role and as part of that you signed the contract did that role take you outside of the union
6: no it did not uh it, it was still within the union um and it's just i guess it, it, it's a competition clause we have to interview and uh, right. write a test and i did have a signed contract and when Some stuff happened, Um, a few weeks later they came back and my HR department had rescinded my contract.
2: So Adam, the only one that can tell you whether that's permissible, if that would be a breach of the collective agreement, if your employer did something wrong, and what the consequences are, is your union. If this had taken you outside of the union, then the law kind of jumps in and the law says, here's what's legal and here's what's not. But because you're part of a union, the law kind of says, we'll defer to the collective agreement, we'll defer to the union. So, because of that, you have to talk to your union, and if the union says, "Yeah, it's all kosher. There's nothing wrong that they did," then that's that's going to be the answer, unfortunately.
3: Yeah,
6: no, and, and uh, that that's that's what I thought. I I sort of talked to the union already, and uh, just sort of wanted to get a an, another uh, idea as to you know if if something could be done just because there was a signed contract involved.
2: Like I said, we, we have to know whether what they did is permissible under the, the collective agreement. So the answer is somewhere in that, you know, 100-page uh, collective agreement. That's where you have to talk to the union.
1: Adam, appreciate the call, pal. And uh, carrying on here, 416-870-6400. Email anytime as well if uh, you want to send one of those along for a uh, more private correspondence with Lior or his team, help at employmentlawyer.ca. But uh, we'll move on to Bill. Hi, Bill. Good evening. Good evening. How are you guys doing? Good, mate. What's what's on your mind tonight?
3: Uh, yeah, so I'm calling on behalf of my wife. She received a letter from her employer stating uh, be vaccinated or be fired. Um, she had to be vaccinated by a certain date. Uh, she's full-time, 12 years. She does have a union. It's health care. Um, we're just wondering. So if she chooses not to get vaccinated, she would receive her severance, I believe.
2: Uh, I'm not sure what hmm. happens with her pension. And so she actually ready. wouldn't get severance, uh, Bill. Uh, severance doesn't really apply to unionized employees. What she, ha- If she's let go when she shouldn't be, what she can get is get reinstated with back pay, but that's only if the union supports that and, and files a grievance on her behalf. If they don't, if they say, no, we don't think uh, uh, the termination is wrong, there would be no severance paid to her. Uh, and in terms of what happens with the pension, again, we would have to know what the collective agreement says in that situation. So, you know, I hate doing this. I, I keep doing this tonight. But you have to speak to the union and understand what the union's position is all, uh, on this because in a unionized environment, you know, the law essentially takes a back seat. The law kind of looks the other way. I know I hate saying that and, and says union and employer, you guys have to figure it out based on the terms of your collective agreement.
3: Right. And she already received a letter uh, a couple of days after she received from the company uh, regarding that the union
2: is uh, not going to help whatsoever so oh, yeah. so so that that is that is the the big issue because of that there would be no severance the only option that your wife has in that situation is to file a complaint against the union with the labor board it's called the uh, duty of fair representation complaint uh, and The idea is to have the union, sorry, the labor board order the union to support your wife. But that's really the only thing that can be done. There's no legal action that can be taken against the employer. I cannot help her get severance. All of that has to come from the union.
1: That's a duty of fair representation. Realistically, how successful are
2: those? We're well, 1 in 100. It's wow. very difficult to be successful there. It's wow. extremely rare, and I am i would not be optimistic. I'm, I'm just, yeah. you know, as always, I'm just telling you the truth.
1: Yeah, I've heard you say that before. Uh, 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400. If you're wondering how everybody's calling in and asking their questions, that's how they're doing it. Uh, Chris, thanks for uh, hanging on for a few minutes. How are you?
3: Good. How
1: are you? We're uh, we are doing okay. What's on your mind?
3: I love your show. I send you're awesome. everybody to it. <laughs>
1: you're, you're amazing. You're hired. What's, uh, what's your question?
3: <laughs> I work for a major chartered bank, and they have sent an email asking us to attest to our vaccination status, which you guys have said is okay to do. And then now they're saying that we have to be vaccinated by October 22nd in order to be in the branch. However, clients coming into the building – don't have to be obviously vaccinated, nor do they even have to wear a mask if they choose not to. So their line is that they're trying to keep the employees safe, but how are they keeping us safe if the clients don't have to do anything that we have to do?
2: Yeah, I know, and, and, and I understand that, and a lot of things are illogical. You know, We have vaccine passports in Ontario uh, for people going to sit in a restaurant, but the employees don't have to. I mean, it, it, it's, it's all yeah. kind of strange but here's the thing the real question chris is not whether what your employer is doing makes sense or it's not even whether it's legal or not the question is what can we do about it and the reality is this if your employer says to you if you don't get vaccinated by october whatever you're you're gone they will let you go let's be very clear they will absolutely let you go you can then pursue compensation severance potentially other damages as well because it's not legal necessarily But ultimately, the decision that you have to make now is, do you get vaccinated and and keep your job, or do you not get vaccinated and then risk losing your job? Because you and I can talk and agree uh, as to whether it makes sense or not, but there's no way to physically prevent your employer, the bank, from letting you go if that's what they choose to do.
3: Okay. I, I, I knew that was going to be your answer um i just you know wanted to hear it and i just i i honestly don't know what i'm going to do i am working from home and they are you know talking like they're going to work with us who knows great um great. so we'll see but thank you very much love your show
2: thanks
1: chris uh chris you're too kind appreciate uh, you tuning in uh, so often and again if you need any uh, outside help or further conversation with leor i'm sure you know where to get it but just in case one 821 5900 help at employment But here and now, still a few minutes to go. Bring it on. 416 870 Alan, you're up next. Good evening. Oh, wow.
7: That that, that was quick. That was quick. Not bad, I huh? Um, <laughs> Why I'm calling. Uh, in December 2nd, 2019, my company went under some restructuring. And as a result of that, I was dismissed from my position. Not for cause. I was offered a package of 22 weeks. Wow. Seven years, nine months employment with the company at uh, 59 years of age. I hired a a, a local law firm to, um, you know, represent me to, to do something about this. A statement of claim was filed early in 2020. And, you know, of course, there's... The epidemic happened, and and things slowed down, and I gave this lawyer that I had retained the benefit of the doubt, but nothing has happened since then. The the last I was in contact with him was in June of this year. He said, oh, we're going to try to uh, do some negotiations with them. I I forget what the exact term is that they do uh, in July of this year. I didn't hear anything from him. I've sent emails to him, and I'm pretty much being doxxed. No reply. His law clerk himself, emails, voicemails. I've heard nothing. Alan,
2: Alan, yeah. I, I want I, to know what... Yeah. They're
1: ghosting you. Yeah.
2: Well, Alan, done- this this upsets me so much because it, it, it gives my profession such a bad name, and, and I hate that because... I work so hard, I work my butt off and so does everyone on my team to make sure that we never deal with this type of situation. Your matter should have been resolved a long time ago. And no, things did not slow down because of the pandemic. Absolutely not. A lawyer that that, uh, knows what he's doing was able to move things even faster during the pandemic. So I forbid you, okay, I forbid you from continuing along this path. It's a waste of time. You don't have to hire me if you don't like to. If you don't like me, I'll give you the name of someone else you can hire. That's fine. But I forbid you from continuing along this path. Uh, it's silly. It's nonsense. It's wrong. It, it's upsetting to me. So if you if you want to connect, whether it's with me or I'll give you another name if you don't like me, let's connect off-air, but you can't continue along this path.
7: Okay. Well, very good. I, I did send an email to uh, your office, and, and there is somebody from your office that is uh, – arranging to connect with me perfect and Brilliant. this nice. is what I wanted to hear right from your mouth connect yeah, you I... no problem Alan terribly upset
1: Alan quick question you don't have to answer it was that your, your, your lawyer you went to was it an employment lawyer or just a lawyer
7: no he's he supposedly specialized in employment law oh, okay. small firm in the in yeah. the suburbs it was a nice gotcha. drive than, than yeah. going to lear
1: yeah, well, you're in good hands now, Alan. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the call. I think we've got time for a couple more here before we uh, wrap her up. Frank, thanks for hanging on. How are you?
6: I'm well. How are you?
1: Good. What's on your mind?
6: Uh, well, I'm a government employee. I am unionized, and um, I'm not sure if this will be the same answer that, as I've heard on your show. Um, if I also get the ultimatum that I need to be vaccinated in order to continue being employed and my union uh, will not support me or feels that uh, it's justified by the employer hence the government uh to force this is the um labor board form for fair representation against the union my only venue my only option to fight it or i wanted to know does at any point the law transcend the union collective collective agreement in order to represent me, if, if need be.
2: Yeah, Frank, it, literally that, that labor board process is the only, and, uh, only available option that you have. There's no other option, exceptions, so it has to be that process, and as I said, I'm not even optimistic about that process. Uh, at no point can you say, okay, the union is gone, so I'm going to hire Lior. It has to be the union, uh, so there's really nothing else. That is unfortunately what happens when someone is unionized.
1: Appreciate it, Frank. Want to get Shlomo in here before we uh, before we wrap. Uh, good evening, Shlomo. How are you?
2: I'm good. Thank you.
1: Good. What's on your mind?
7: So uh, I work in the, in the private sector, and I'm not unionized. And they're asking me to get vaccinated. Yep. But for religious reasons, I want to refuse uh, getting vaccinated. So uh, when I write them, they ask for a letter from a doctor for exemption or a uh, religious reasons stated in a letter. So uh, will they? Uh, will it automatically? I'll be. Uh, I'll stay in the job, or they will mm. you know, terminate me, and I'll have to be reinstated at, at a later point through some legal way or something. Well.
2: Well obviously if you're looking for a religious exemption you're not going to get a doctor's letter so what you would need to do is get something from uh, the religious leader in your your faith a, a rabbi a minister a priest whoever the the right person is in your religion to say that that your belief is uh, accords with your faith and it's 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 a legitimate and recognized part of the faith that the vaccine or uh, that you can't get the vaccine if you can get a letter like that It's going to be very difficult for your employer to let you go. You can't physically stop that, but if they let you go, you would definitely have a very strong human rights complaint. You'd be owed damages, potentially even have uh, a case for reinstatement. But if you simply say it's my religion, take my word for it, that's not going to be good enough. You do need something from, you know, if, if you're if you're Jewish, from a rabbi to say that that you know is part of the Jewish faith, as an example. Uh, the vaccine is not appropriate. I don't know if you can get that. If you can get that, that's what you need. Thank you very much. Thank
1: you, Shlomo. And that's the way we're going to wrap it for uh, this evening. And thank you so much for taking the time and calling in. It was uh, it was fantastic. Uh, wall-to-wall phone calls, that's how we like it. Do you want to carry on now? Talk to Lior and his team, one 855 help at employmentlawyer.ca. Free answers and questions, of course, at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Lots of learning to be done there as well, so you can continue on in that regard. We're back here on the weekend, but uh, coming up next, do not go anywhere. On Point continues. Alex Pearson is on the way, right back here on Global News Radio.